Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 29 for me and season 25 for Amanda. And this is day 20 of season 97. Our first question asks us to name the world's uh, largest freshwater lake by volume and by depth. Uh, this is something I was reminded of, uh, just last week, uh, in a sort of conversation about an article about how they are trying to remeasure the Amazon river to prove that it is longer than the Nile. Oh, wow. Uh, which is apparently a, an article of faith in Brazil generally, like hmm. Portuguese Wikipedia says that the Amazon is the longest river in the world. Of course, it all depends on which tributaries you consider to be the river, ah. a thing we've previously discussed here. Um, but <laughs> during that discussion, someone brought up, you know, it's like how Lake Superior is the largest lake if you look at it this way. But if you look in three dimensions, it's Lake Baikal. Ah. And so I knew that this was Baikal. Yeah, I had seen... Um... It's sort of a, a meme-worthy graphic about Lake Baikal, and particularly about its depth, which is just terrifyingly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just you know it as it notes in the the question that it's in this continental rift zone, and um, so it's just an incredibly deep source of fresh water. Um, you know, I think Lake Superior might be the next deepest, in fact, but it's. Um, it's again way outstripped by Lake Baikal, and um, the graphic does sort of a cross-section view, you know, illustrating exactly how different um, it is from other, you know, lakes and freshwater mm -hmm. uh, bodies of water. So um, I also knew this was Lake Baikal, so I put down just Baikal mm. because put the minimum amount of information uh, to get it right. Reasonable, yeah. The, the word lake was pretty extensive in this yes. uh, question. It does ask what other lake. So, sure. Indeed. That makes sense. And that was correct. Officially lake by call. Yes. Question two asks us what city, and it gives us a clue that there is a state capitol building in that city, uh, were two Democratic lawmakers expelled from their state legislature after protesting and calling for greater gun control? So what's interesting, just for my own personal tiny journey with this question, is that this is another area where Statel is he helping me because I could remember that this was in Tennessee before I could remember what the city would have been. Um, and it's been all over the current events kind of news. These two lawmakers, who were both young black men, were expelled, whereas a third lawmaker, an older white lady who is also a Democrat and also protested in much the same way, was not. Mm -hmm. And so just a very stark reminder of how, uh, you know, the the per, the sheer both perniciousness and audacity of um, people doing these racist acts who just cannot seem to see it um, or don't care or both, or other, you know, nefarious uh, emotions that they are having about it. Anyway, um, th this took place in Tennessee, and I have finally committed to memory that the state capital of Tennessee is Nashville. And so Nashville is what I put down. Uh, whereas I have not committed to memory 
the fact that the capital of Tennessee, a state in which I have personally lived, yes, is Nashville. Uh, what I do know, uh, in fact, I know kind of a little too much about Tennessee <laughs> in that I know there are three major metropolitan areas oh, right. uh, and three re- classical regions of the state, uh-huh. which are reflected in the three stars on the flag of the state of Tennessee. Um, the eastern, central, and western uh, sectors, uh, uh, each of which more or less coincidentally has a, a major metropolitan area of alphabetically Knoxville, Memphis, and Nashville. Uh-huh. Now, I lived in Knoxville, mm-hmm. and I know that while the university is there, the state capital is not. I cannot remember for the life of me <laughs> either which one is the capital or which one is the western and which one is the central. I know Knoxville's in the east. That's the one I was in. I knew I know where that one was. I can't remember the other two. Uh, I don't remember whether it's alphabetical or reverse alphabetical because Knoxville's in the east. So moving westward, is it Memphis and then Nashville? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Nashville and then Memphis? I don't know. Which one is closer to the Mississippi? Well, I was thinking, okay, the... Uh, the song Walking in Memphis refers to it being the land of the Delta Blues. That Delta is probably, you know, the Mississippi probably meeting up with something. Mm-hmm. Um, it clearly doesn't refer to, like, the Mississippi Delta where it goes into the Gulf of Mexico because that's two entire states down from Tennessee. So that doesn't help me, um, at least not much. Uh, and so I just thought this for literally hours because i was awoken by our darling almost eight-year-old daughter at about one o'clock oh could not get back to sleep until about six oh my gosh looked at the questions thought about the questions pondered the questions mostly this one and uh, another one that's coming up and just went back and forth in my mind with some excuse of why the capital was memphis why the capital was nashville (laughs) Why is the capital Memphis? Oh, well, it's because of this reason. Oh, that's where Graceland is. No, that doesn't make any sense. That wouldn't be why, why it's the capital. Well, Nashville is the more famous uh, music place. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would, that be, why would that be the capital? Here's what it came down to. Uh, these two legislators and the white woman that you mentioned were briefly known as the three. Ah. And the, the city in there. Okay. Um, and this was referring back to, among others, the East Memphis Three or Five, I think, which was a group of young men who were, uh, I believe, unfairly convicted of some crime because, for obvious reasons, it being Tennessee, it being the American South, it being America. Right. Um, and fortunately, I just immediately, that locked in immediately as, oh, those young men were the East Memphis in certain number here. Um, therefore, these other three people, these legislators, would not have been also the Memphis three. Ah. Uh, at least not without many more overt references to to this prior injustice. Therefore, they must have been Nashville. And I'll say Nashville is the capital. Well, that was the correct answer. I was my goodness. I was so set to be mad at myself. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that this is the first I am hearing, dear listeners, about the insomnia yeah. uh, of the previous night because 
I was gone. I yeah. was taking our eldest to uh, college orientation, mm-hmm. um, and so we haven't really had a full chance to check in on yep. our days. So you're hearing it in real time. So yeah, that was the one. Yeah. So I'm. I was tired, but I, I managed to see the questions very early and let them percolate. Yeah. Which probably helped. Yeah. Well, good job. Good on you. Especially on you this one, it. because yes, <laughs> the answer was Nashville. How about that? Question three asks us to identify an Austrian physicist who is known for work on supersonic projectiles and the flow of gases and talks about some of the illusory bands of light and dark and the speed ratio that are named for him. Speed ratio being the key there. Mm. Uh, Also supersonic. When you think of supersonic speeds, you think of Mach speeds, uh, Mach 1, Mach 2, etc. And that is a ratio. That is a ratio of the speed to the speed of sound, I believe, at sea level, uh, at a pressure of one atmosphere, or, or the appropriate number of atmospheres that's at sea level. Um, so uh, it's possible to break the sound barrier going a speed that is not necessarily exactly Mach 1, mm. because sound travels at different speeds depending on your altitude and various other atmospheric effects. Um, but it's expressed as the ratio, i.e. 1, is that particular speed of sound. Mach 2 is twice that particular speed of sound. Um, and it's just kind of, referring to it as a speed ratio is kind of an odd thing, so that immediately made me think of, oh, this is the Mach number, mm. uh, which is a multiple of another number, mm-hmm. but it is, but another word for multiple is ratio, so I said Mach. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you think of that when you hear all these <laughs> terms. Uh, for my part, I think of Doppler and who it may well be German for all I know. But um, when I think of, you know, uh, fast moving projectiles and I really thought that the, the light and the bands of light and dark were Doppler bands. But uh, anyway, I didn't even consider anyone else, even though I think we've had a Doppler question not that long ago. Hmm. Um, so it would have been, you know, that, that did kind of give me a slight qualm, but I also, for whatever reason, couldn't, you know, think beyond that, like that, that sort of close enoughness of it right, that just right. made me think, well, I just don't, you know, either I'm thinking of something else or I just, you know, don't quite know a, enough about uh, any of this physics, which is broadly true of all physics, um, <laughs> to to know why that's not the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, I did not even, uh, I will say in retrospect, uh, you know, Mach being the correct answer, spoiler there, um, I have uh, the ability to continually forget that Mach is someone's name. Yeah. Yeah, it fair. seems like it's an initialism or an abbreviation of some mm-hmm, kind, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I think it's an abbreviation for. It's never been, you know, obviously never been spelled out for me because it's not that. <laughs> um, but it's such a short word, and um, yeah. and you know, calling something someone's last name and then a number is mm-hmm. a weird way of describing that. Yes, that is true. Um, you know, if if we called it. Stanco 2 for, mm-hmm. you know, twice the speed of, like, I don't know, if it was something that was f- more familiar to me as a surname in the first place, mm-hmm. 
then I, it probably would have been a better, you know, sort of hook for me to remember that, but I just didn't. Reasonable. Um, so I put down Doppler yeah. and thought I was relatively confidently. Yeah. That, that is reasonable. The, the bands of light and dark part, mm-hmm. um, you're thinking of the Doppler effect, which, mm. uh, initially was about sound and the fact that if the source of a sound is moving toward you, mm-hmm. the sound seems higher because the, uh, because you're, you're sort of adding the speed of the thing coming at you to yes. the speed of sound. Um, and then it was, uh, that was adapted into the redshift of, uh, light sources do the same thing. Okay. Um, and that's used to judge how fast uh, a thing in space is going compared to us. Okay. Because if it's, I don't even remember if it's coming at you, it'll appear more red uh, because the light, the light waves are compressed. And if it's going away, it'll appear more blue. Uh, um, but yeah, that's not, not really so much light and dark. Yeah, I guess. And I, I didn't know like anything about those bands. I don't, I don't know what those bands are. I looked them up. To, oh yeah. To know I don't that know. They're, they're anything. So, indeed. so the question, the, the answer was Ernst Mach. Yes, indeed. Uh, Doppler was Austrian. In fact, Okay. Uh, he lived earlier than Mach. He was not a mm-hmm. physicist of the 19th and 20th centuries. He was oh. strictly of the 19th. Still, I got his mm-hmm. Austrianness going for me, yeah. which is nice. <laughs> Question four asks us for the common name for the newest footbridge over the Thames, which con- connects the Bankside with the city of London and opened in 2002 after initial ceremonious opening in 2000. So here's our second second argument of the day for letting something percolate because I also looked at these very early in the morning. I guess we both were a little insomniac. I, I haven't gotten to tell you that, you know, I was uh, away at this, you know, college orientation thing. So uh, our son and I drove out to um, a hotel near the campus stayed overnight in the room and you know i i often have the issue with hotel rooms that i just it like many people you don't Mm -hmm. sleep as soundly because it's an unfamiliar location Mm -hmm. you're hearing different noises you're just you know you're you're more kind of on alert and it's harder to get into deeper sleep um and so when his pre-existing alarm went off at 4 15 in the morning which is when the child wakes up for his uh, job that starts at like five mm-hmm. um, summer job. Uh, you know, he, he, he turned it off immediately. It wasn't a problem after that, but I never quite got back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I did take a look at the questions while I was trying to kind of yeah. shake my brain away from doing that. Um, so I looked at this question and I kind of thought, gee, you know, looking at this, this year 2000 and then kind of to 2002 makes me think of September 11th, which was in 2001. Hmm. Um, and so I was kind of vaguely thinking, well, maybe this got named after Tony Blair because it was around his era. And then, you know, almost like mockingly because it, if it was opened in 2000 and immediately needed repairs, maybe that was a little bit of a, a, a cheeky allegory or something related to him. Um, but that didn't really, that was just my brain trying to back form something to, um, to fit in with the question. 
Uh, and I thought about some other things like is the fact that it's Bankside, does that have to do with Banksy, the artist? Like maybe it's something to do with him, but that didn't do anything for me either. And so I set these aside and went to the orientation, you know, did our whole morning routine, breakfast, go to the orientation sessions, um, and came back to this at the end of the lunch hour when the kid went off to to register for classes and kind of I had a bit of a break to just you know loll around until the additional parent sessions in the afternoon so I came back to it and for whatever reason I keyed in on the part about the ceremonious opening in the year 2000 um and I thought well gee if it opened in the year 2000, like everybody wanted to call stuff millennium around that time. I even thought like, is it some reference to Y2K? Like it's, <laughs> you know, that another kind of joking reference to it. Um, Cause it's just talking about the common name. It's not, you know, that I felt could be a nickname that people use, not necessarily some very official name. Um, in any case though, I, I did think to myself, yeah, they probably called it, we, at least it's at least plausible that they called it something about the millennium because you know that's uh, people did a lot of that the 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 odometer of the year is turning over and so people like to you know sort of be amused by that and um commemorate the the fact of living through that particular thing um you know living through the the turning over of a thousand years that's profound to us i guess um so I put down Millennium because I thought, you know, after I thought of that, I thought Millennium Bridge. Sure, that sounds like a phrase that could be a thing. And I don't know if I've actually ever heard of it or not, but I went with Millennium. Ditto. Uh, my <laughs> first my first thought was the new London Bridge because mm. London Bridge, the original London Bridge is famously now in Arizona. True. But then I thought, no, new London Bridge is like the full-on London Bridge. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's the big one that you can drive across and such like. Sure. So, yeah, I also was trying to think of that and keyed in on the ceremonious opening in 2000. So, clearly, this was about, you know, something. Um, and in particular, I thought it's probably very near and maybe the way you get to the London Eye, mm. which was, I feel like it was named something else millennial when it first opened i think like, was it the right. millennium eye or something Maybe. like that yeah uh the the big round millennial thing um so yeah i just for i i kind of thought well maybe it's like the eye bridge or something like mm. that but I, I just kept coming back to now if you're gonna have a, a ceremonious opening in 2000 uh, then it's gonna it's going to have been the millennium bridge so i'll say millennium bridge and that was the correct answer Oof. Amazingly. That's a poll. Yeah. Question five asks us uh, what uh, three works by Elizabeth Bowen, Dante Gabriel Rossetti, and Edith Wharton have in common in their titles. Something in Paris, something of life, and something of mirth. Mm -hmm. And it was the third one that gave it to me. Uh, Wharton's novel was House of Mirth. Mm -hmm. So I said house. Uh, I did the same. Um, I didn't recognize the other two, but I thought it sounded, but you know, once I saw of mirth is the other piece. Um, I, I know that's the house of mirth and, um, 
figured that, you know, uh, a house in Paris, the house of life, those sounded like perfectly cromulent literary titles for things. Um, and so I figured that it had to be house. Um, I, I, you know, I considered whether it should be houses because it asks, what are they? But like plurals don't actually matter. You know, according to the rules, that's, um, you know, you, you don't, whether you put one on or not, as long as it doesn't change the essence of the answer in some way, uh, or, or if you're not, if you're not asked to specify, then, um, you know, house in the singular, in the singular should do the trick for this kind of question. So that's what I put down as well. And that was correct. Well, houses. Yes. Specifically, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it'll probably take house. I'm hoping it'll take house. If they don't, I predict an uproar. <laughs> Reasonable. Question six asks us what team received the NHL's Hart Memorial Trophy nine times between 1980 and 1990. Yes. Um, and so this is one where I figured this has to be a team on which Wayne Gretzky played. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the great one in that era, like that was the zenith of, of his career, I think it's safe to say. Um, and I knew that he played the bulk of his career with Edmonton and that's the Edmonton Oilers. And that's, I think, part of why both location and team name are required because there may have been other, uh, hockey teams in Edmonton, but also, there are other sports teams called the Oilers as well. Um, and so uh, this is a pretty, like this is one of those weird crystals of sports knowledge that I happen to retain um, <laughs> that, you know, having been a Red Wings fan much more in the 90s than any other time, this is like an accessibly recent area of that particular sport that I was into for a span of, a few years um, that I, I kind of have retained and probably relearned over time too. Like that's, it's the kind of thing that, you know, you hear mentioned um, because it was such a, a, an astonishing, you know, run of excellence uh, for, for both a player and a team. Um, and so it's just kind of a strong association for me at this point that, you know, it seemed clear to me that we were talking about Wayne Gretzky, but perhaps someone else from his, from that same team too, um, because of the strange phrasing of this question, um, you know, asking for the team instead of the player. And so I figured, you know, if it's Gretzky, it's probably the Edmonton Oilers and there must've been someone else on there. Like I, I wasn't sure who it might be be necessarily because that's the shallowness of my sports knowledge uh, it's a very thin crystal of knowledge um but i was pretty darn sure that this was the edmonton oilers and so that's what i put down uh yeah pretty much the same for me on this i figured the 80s was gretzky's time mm -hmm. uh, it must have been mostly him and i figured like you, okay, there, maybe there was one or two other people, but I, I, I was fairly certain that it was the very late 80s that he moved to Los Angeles. Because mm. I was not in L.A. when he uh, started with the Kings. Uh, 
and I started in uh, I started school in LA in 1990. Right. So clearly it was the late 80s, but very late 80s because it was still very close to that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just I went with Edmonton Oilers. And that was the correct answer. Yep. So you bearded. Hooray! Wow. Good job. <sighs> So, yeah. Good pulls in there, too. Nice that I'm going to get at least one point today. <laughs> It'll bring me up from 26th to 26th, because I'm still, I want to say 10 points down from 25th. Oh. Yeah, oh, I've, I have Very absolutely uh, resigned myself to relegation. Oh, that's so um, hard. And I'm, you know, I, I always say I'm fighting against Thorsten as much as anybody. So mm -hmm. I think I'm uh, right around my usual 100 or so points. Mm -hmm. For the uh, or hundred or so correct answers, yeah. Uh, for the season, I'm I'm en route to get that at least. Sure. Because uh, this makes it, uh, this makes it eighty. Okay. So I can with five match days left. Five match days left. I'm dead on average. Sure. Four four per day. So yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes, but four per day is not good enough to mm. succeed in a if depending on how. You do and everyone else does in your defense, and mine is absolutely biting this year. Um, right. Then, you know, maybe it'll let you survive, but not this time. Oof. Yeah, I ended up with five on the day. Um, I'm kind of pleased with which particular five they were, although I was surprised um, yeah. by which ones they were. Um, you know, I anybody who knows me should zero the current events question. Um but I got a geography, I got a game sport in there, so I'm, I'm hoping for a good a good showing on this one. Um, you know, certainly it's always possible to get beard on, though I, I don't think that any of these are super far into obscurity. Mm -hmm. They all, you know, seemed seemed gettable-ish. They all had kind of a little into them. Um, that I think many trivia players would have, you know, yep. have accessed. So um, I guess it'll come down to a little bit of good luck to whether I win, lose, or draw. And this, I mean, it's entirely possible that you're going to dolly today because mm -hmm. science is your third best category. True. And the best category of any of the questions that was represented today. How do you mean the best category of? There was not a food drink question. And I think your second best is language. I was on it. Oh, I've maybe I thought I was current events is way up there too. Current events is your fourth best, in fact. Oh, oh, all right, maybe. So, yeah, it it's, could happen. It's possible. All right, that's what I'll hope for, I guess. Uh, but either way, also very pleased with you know playing against Thorsten, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, I, I don't even feel too bad about Mach because of all the reasons we've talked about mm -hmm. and. You know, I don't think I would have, even if I had paused to ponder that longer, it just was kind of graying out for me. Yeah. It, it, my brain was not willing to go there. Mm -hmm. um, so, I guess we'll see. And that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.